Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Welcome into Critical Thinking. Andrew Coppins, Pat Oni, alongside you. Week one of our independent venture of Critical Thinking. Do not forget you can watch on Rumble, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. And you can join the Critical Thinking community over at criticalthinking.locals.com. If you want to add the backslash subscribe, $5 a month will get you uh, support for this show. And uh, coming your way... Um, we are going to, um, as they say, imitation is the uh, greatest form of flattery, right? Right, Pat? Also, rip and repeat. Guess. I guess. Also, rip and Why? repeat, right? Well, because yeah. uh, we are totally ripping and repeating. And um, we are going to do a, uh, since I'm a soccer fan, we call it extra time. Uh, not not overtime, but extra time. Uh, Monday through Friday. Um I don't know exactly when we're going to start this, but um, might be a week or two before we start it. We got to flush out a few things on it. But um, what we're going to do is Monday through Friday, we're going to give you about 15, 20 minutes of extra content exclusive for those subscribers on the Critical Thinking channel on Locals.com. And um, that's going to be... Stuff focused on facts, faith, freedom, and free markets. Every day, we're going to put something under the microscope. We're going to put a focus on it, and we're going to talk about a topic that is specific to something around um, the themes of this show. And um, so we're going to do that for you, extra 15, 20 minutes every day outside of the regular program. And if you want to get it, you've got to become a subscriber, criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. The only other way that you can support us is simply just by tuning in on our Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. And um, 
just watching the show that actually helps us. So watch the show, make sure you're subscribed. And of course, if you're listening via podcast, we thank you so much for that as well. Um, find it wherever you want to find it. Um, Pat, are you recharged? Are you refreshed after uh, your day off yesterday? No, not, no. Why? No. Are, are you saying it's stressful dealing with insurance companies? Yes. <laughs> um, and warranties and water damage companies and contractors and wives wanting to know like what we can and can't fix and what we can update and then going from one plan to another plan to another plan to another plan because you keep wait, thinking, wait 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 thinking, wait thinking and just, wait yeah mm -hmm. are you saying it a woman is changing her mind all the damn time Okay, well, on that note, we're going to leave that alone and uh, we're going to move forward because it is a Fish Fry Friday on the show, correct? <laughs> yes, it is. All right. And that means we're going to throw the worst of the week, uh, well, the craziest of the week that we didn't get to on WTF Wednesday into the fryer. And, you know, I really struggled with putting this show together today, Pat, because there's like at least 10 massive topics that we could cover, right? I mean, you've got Virginia and Republicans stabbing Glenn Youngkin in the back, right? Voting mm -hmm. bills that he promised would get passed, not allowing them out of committees, um, voting them down in the House of Burgesses, and, and all this crazy bull crap that has been going mm -hmm. on in the state. Well, wait, what? Uh, you guys got elected how again? Now, that's not to say that they would pass the Senate necessarily, because I think the Democrats have like a two vote majority there. But even then, um, I'm pretty sure there's some Democrats who would flip the other direction on some of this stuff. Now, having said all of that, there's a bunch of stuff we could get into. Of course, we're going to get into the best and worst of the week. Before we get there, though, I do have an update on a story that I covered yesterday, and that was the story of 91 nursing homes magically having about 100% participation rate in the 2020 election. So, uh, what? Say what? How does that work? Well, I'm glad you asked, because here's how it worked. Um, Mark Zuckerberg... And his wife are massive progressives, right, Pat? Mark Zuckerberg has a wife? Yeah. Yes. He's married, Pat. To what, a robot? No, a real humanoid. Oh, okay. That, that makes sense. But anyway, they gave $8.8 million for the <clears throat> administration of the 2020 election, illegal number one, there is not to be any funding in the state of Wisconsin, any private funding of public election administration. Could you pray tell why that might be illegal, Pat? Um, why, why would you have a law saying private funding of public administration of election is not a thing we're interested in? Because doesn't that mean that you have a uh, vested interest in an election to the point to where you're trying to sway it a very particular way using your own private funds? Well, yes. 
because your private funding of public administration means that um, you're very specifically targeting certain things and expecting certain things in return. Right. It's now, almost like a bribe. Yeah, almost. Now, yeah. It, as we talked about yesterday in the state of Wisconsin, um, this is just the tip of the iceberg because there's more to the story, Pat. So I talked about the the funding, right, from from Zuckerberg's, um, what was it, the civic, it's like civic integrity, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, Center for Tech and Civic Life. Okay. Now, Wisconsin was one of the states that Trump was really hard, uh, highly targeting, right? Okay. Good. Now, what were some other states? in which the election swung on last election cycle, Pat. Maybe pick pick five, just at random. Uh, states? Yep. Or, uh, let's see, uh, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, uh, Georgia, Arizona, and let's say there's a place that you call Canada. Mi- nah, I can't say that name. Uh, that's that's why I couldn't come up with it. Okay. Wisconsin, uh, Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. Were those all or not all um fought over for fraud? Um, yes, they were. What else do they all have in common, Pat? If you just had to take a wild guess based off of the story we told you yesterday. Uh, that they all had this sort of private funding thing. You would be correct. Yeah. The uh, Center for Tech and Civic Life gave a total of $33 million or thereabouts. Funding... Voter efforts in Maricopa County, Detroit, Philadelphia, and wait for it, Atlanta. Huh. So, Pat, it's almost like the fact that we told you back in, I don't know, August of last year that this election was going to be stolen and it's being stolen through the legal administration of. The election. Almost like we have almost all the proof. Now, there's even more to the story in Wisconsin that I didn't tell you because um, so what I have found out by speaking to some people inside the uh, Thomas More Society. Is this. It's not just that 100 percent of the people voted and that some of the people who um, allegedly voted were deemed to have been ineligible. It's that um, even the people that were quote unquote eligible, th- the allegation is at least 50% of those quote unquote eligible people are actually incapable of voting, meaning they physically can't read or write anymore, or that they just haven't been deemed infirmed by like a legal doctrine because what you have to do in the state of wisconsin because it's not the same everywhere in the state of wisconsin in order to take the right of voting away 
you actually physically have to go in front of a judge and the judge must deem it. But the election law also says if somebody is incapable of performing the action, they are not to be able to vote. Okay? So what was going on is they weren't just there, right, to administer the vote and watch people vote. What is being alleged is that they were filling ballots out for these people and then witnessing those ballots, right? Meaning they signed a signature saying they witnessed this being filled out by the person who voted, right? Pat, is that or is that not the definition of election fraud? Literally. That, that, that's the very definition of election fraud. You literally filled out a ballot pretending to be somebody else. So even by if it's way, legal for that person to have voted, you voted illegally for them. By the way, uh, I'm pretty sure power of attorney doesn't exist when it comes to voting. You are correct. There, you cannot proxy your vote. <laughs> this isn't a uh, HOA meeting, right? This isn't a board of directors meeting, right? This is not a, a C-suite meeting. This isn't the uh, um, the state legislature, or more importantly, um, the Senate of the United States of America. Because Pat, did you see uh, what bill didn't get passed in the state or in the uh, United States Senate this week? Um, I, I mean, it's been kind of a hell of a week. You so okay, so I'm guessing you didn't. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you, by chance, do you think that uh, COVID-19 has ended in terms of the government interaction with us at this point? No. Okay. You are correct. But did you know that a bill came before both the House and Senate to, to end what? federal regulations related to COVID-19? Oh, I knew that was coming. I didn't know it was this week. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that in the Senate it fell two votes short? That's depressing. But did you know <clears throat> that magically three Republican senators were not there to vote? Um, I'm just just for kicks. Do you know which three? I don't off the top of my head know them all, but I know Bill Burr is one of them. From North Carolina. Kidding me. I believe Lindsey Graham might have also been one of them. Meanwhile, Lindsey Graham is out there uh, telling everybody to murder Putin, by the way. Uh, is is Mitt Romney the other one, by chance? I don't. I, I, I think he actually voted no. But I don't know for sure. You might want to look that up. But I don't okay. I don't know that for a 100% fact. I believe so. But you can't even as a Republican Party say, no, we're done with this. You can't even. No, no, they can't. You know why they can't? Because they, they, they've, they haven't been a unified party in how long? They're feckless. They're useless. Why the hell would you ever vote for them is my or, question. Why? Why would you give them power? They do nothing with it except for stab us in the back in terms of values and principles and using your values and principles in terms of making and producing law. 
Well, so considering... all of that out of the way, Pat. Um, because because we we got to move. Uh, sure, sure. Your worst of the week. Let, let's get into it. My worst of the week. This one comes from my state of Utah. Um. <clears throat> so there was a uh, a legislative hearing this week. Okay. And uh, during this hearing, this hearing was actually in recess, by the way. And a gentleman was in this session wearing a T-shirt that says, We the People. He also had a sticker on, which he was asked to remove, and he did because it was, quote, unquote, too political. And all the sticker said was that he to vote yes on HB60. Now, I don't know the specifics of the bill. Okay. But he was asked to remove the sticker, which he did. He complied. And the highway patrol came in and removed him and arrested him from this meeting. Was he creating a disturbance, Pat? No, he was not. Um, at least, at least, okay, let me, let me rephrase this. At least from the video that uh, my friend Eric Mutsos posted. Um, and from all comments and accounts that I've been able to find on it, he was not, he was minding his own business. Um, he was just, he was sitting there, he was recording like a lot of other people were, he was recording what was going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, to, to what I can see, it took it, three police officers, three state highway patrol came in and removed. I mean, they, they were grabbing and like, he's like, don't, please don't touch me. And asked them, like, are we not in recess? And they said, well, we're, we're removing you. Um, they were adamant about it the entire time. No one, I mean, they weren't listening to anyone that, you know, he's got, he has rights. He has a right to be here. He did what he was asked to do. Um, you would think if it's, it's over a sticker. Over a sticker. Yeah. These are the antiquated rules by the way, mm -hmm. of decorum. Decorum has gone out the window a long time ago, by the way. And more importantly, we I, I just can't stand the fact that these people don't have the common sense to say, hey, look, take the sticker off and we're good. Like, more importantly, Pat, when of these... And I, I need to be careful here because of... The, the familial ties to the police world, okay? Right. But I will say this. The people that have been in my family that are officers now and were officers in the past, um, they all critically think. I know them. I've had many of a discussion with them about topics, all sorts of topics throughout the worldly world if you will right how in the hell do we keep seeing stories of these people just being mindless drones and that was eric's point with this story is why are these cops just following words why are they not thinking about what's right here more importantly what what really makes this the worst story of the week for me is this is a legislative hearing there are state senators in here that did absolutely nothing to help this man 
It was insane. Like I've seen the video, oh. and and I just it's just too long for us to play here right, today on right. the show. Um, but go and look you, it up. You'll you'll find it. Uh, Eric you, can't, you can't just play a clip of it. You can't. You have to watch the whole thing. You have to watch the whole thing, and it's about five minutes. So we just don't have time yeah. for that. But, um, but yeah, it is insane. But is this is a this is a microcosm of things that are happening all over this country, and frankly, all over this world. We're watching police all over this world. You know, abuse people. We, there's a the video a couple of weeks ago, right, of the guy who was getting into a verbal spat with a uh, with a police officer over God forbid Pat not wearing a mask in Europe right. somewhere, and ten police officers beating the holy hell out of him, literally grabbing him by the throat, trying to get him up over whatever fence or whatever. It, it, it's insane. We, we the videos in Germany, right, of the police officers walking around with sticks that are two meters long making sure everybody is practicing their social distancing as if that's a thing that scientifically works. And then I realized one thing, Pat. Those police officers in Germany, right? Those police officers that are doing these things have the cover of I'm just doing my job, right? They're provided that cover by most of society. No, 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 no. If you're, if you, if your boss or the CEO of your company asked you to do something that violated your common sense, your moral principles, or more importantly, common civic law, would you just do it? And if so, you're as guilty as the rest of them. It's it's the age old principle. If your boss asked you to jump off a bridge, would you do it? Well, it depends on how far the the fall is. Also depends on what's down there. Right, right, right. <laughs> it, it, no, it really doesn't actually. But hey, no, um, right. So the other thing, Pat, that I thought about this right is that the, that whole thing in Germany, right, with the two meters, right. We covered from the very get-go where that came from, right? The, the This concept of six feet separation. And it came from the obsession of George W. Bush, okay? It came from his obsession with the potential for disease to be a, a bioweapon, right? Because he read a book. He read a book that literally laid out something like this happening, Okay. And so he went crazy about this stuff. Then a girl whose dad happened to work at one of the national labs in in New Mexico did a science fair project about this. And then her dad tried to replicate it and couldn't find anything that actually worked. We based an entire two-year response to this pandemic off of one lie after another, but the biggest lie of them all happened to be that um, social distancing is part of the scientific community, right? This concept of social distancing is a well thought. No, it's not. It never has been, and it never will be. It is not a thing. We followed a, I think she was 14 at the time, a 14-year-old's science fair project that didn't hold up to scrutiny 
in real lab testing. We followed that as if it's established, like almost like the law of gravity, right? The entire world bought that. If the entire world is willing to buy that story, is it such a leap that police officers are going to just blindly follow this stuff? No. It's not a giant leap at all. There's not a wonder. You just need to go back to the very beginning, the very basics of what we produced as our response to the pandemic. That's all you need to know. If we were able to buy that kind of crap, we're willing to believe and do anything in response to this. Now, my worst of the week, uh, Pat, I, I'm going to let you pick for me. Because I can't decide between three different stories. Are you kidding me right now? We've never done this before. So I'm going to let you pick for me out of the three stories I'm going to present to you. Okay. Number one is, <clears throat> wait for it, the COVID pandemic was just nonstop Lent. Uh -huh. Okay. I'm, I'm uh -huh. not kidding about that. Number two is um, the Ukraine or Ukrainians sabotaged their own nuclear site. And then number three, um, buy oil from Iran. Uh, Do you see the conundrum I had? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, hmm. I'm kind of... For me, personally, if I'm choosing this, I think I've got to go with the uh, buying oil from Iran. Yeah, from Pete... Buttigieg, no, I'm just kidding. It's Pete Buttigieg, but uh, yeah, this concept, okay, that we're now going to buy. And by the way, we we are now buying more Russian oil than we ever have before. What? 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 The absolute crap. Yes, Pat. If we're buying more Russian oil than we have before, that's right. We are. It, we are. It, Funding Putin's war. Does that make us an enemy of Ukraine by default? But we're also funding Ukraine missile defense systems and guns and ammo and... So we're playing both sides. You would be correct. Financially, yeah. we are... Mm -hmm. And then we're also buying... Oil from Iran. Alternatively, we could, I don't know, turn the pipelines back on here. And more importantly, yeah. we could drill baby drill here for now. Yeah. Or alternatively, we could have a mixed usage energy policy. Yeah. Especially until the things like, I don't know, solar power um 
and things like that actually come online in a way that can be mass consumed? Um, but, 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 but climate change and, and, uh, Biden's yeah, foreign didn't think that through when you decided here. to, uh, I don't know, um, not see war coming. I, I, I just don't understand why, why the Biden administration is not interested in using the energy that we have here, let alone why they would be interested in buying foreign oil from not one, well, but you see, two we, of we our can't enemies. possibly turn the spigot on fast enough to to do that. And so, if we release the strategic oil, uh, strategic um, oil reserves, right, our petroleum uh-huh. reserves, if we if we release that, and then we subsidize Iran's um, nuclear program with um, their oil, um, it will get us through until we can. Oh wait, we're we're still not allowing drilling in the places that we know have oil. Uh, oh wait, we're not continuing to build the Keystone X line uh, XL pipeline either. Huh, weird. Would I get uh-huh. buying oil from the from OPEC or whatever, right? Do I understand the need to do that temporarily until we get some of these things up and running and that, that they're actually producing oil? Yeah. Uh-huh. I understand it. I do because it's a reality of the situation, but it is your stupidity in the Biden administration because of your woke activism. You did this in the first week of your presidency, Joe Biden. You did it. And your inability to think three steps ahead as to the potential consequences is mind boggling. You were so tunnel focused on, I've got to get the climate change agenda through. I've got to get the climate change agenda through that you never thought about what happens if. Could we have had a mixed use policy that would have allowed for the pipeline for some drilling to happen and keep our energy independence while we focus on building up technologies that can be mass consumed that are renewable. I'm pretty sure that's a common sense approach here. It it, it is mind-bogglingly stupid that we are funding the war and more importantly, funding the enemies of this country. Let's make no mistake about it. Iran is not just some existential threat. It is a real threat. At any moment in time, they will look to murder any American. And if there were ever were a madman in power in the world, it's uh, the Ayatollah. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not only do we fund them by giving them cash from the Obama administration, we, oh, and they, they don't have a nuclear program. Oh, wait, what's that? They're enriching uranium all of a sudden? Uh, uh Uh-oh. This is the dumbest thing. Second on that list for me would be the the concept of, well, Ukraine self-sabotaged so that we can get into war. And here's why I think that story is dumb too, Pat. And I want to cover it real quick is 
we this is a propaganda war 100% as much as it is a ground war right and we've both sided the financial side of it but for people on twitter or anywhere on social media or anywhere in life to assume they absolutely know the truth about what's going on in ukraine is insane unless you are on the ground physically and even then we have people dressed up as Ukrainian soldiers attempting to kill Zelensky. We've got all sorts of saboteurs, all sorts of propaganda and misinformation and all sorts of craziness happening all over the place. If you are out there definitively saying you know the truth about one thing or the other, whether that is pro-Ukrainian freedom or pro-Putin, or whatever, you're insane. You have no clue. None. And the more that we realize this, and the more that we attempt to gather information before speaking, the better off we're going to be. Now, that can be a rule for life, but specifically in this situation in which propaganda is the number one weapon. Because let's not forget Zelensky, what is his goal here? To get the United States into this war so that it will defeat Russia, they know they can't possibly by themselves win this war, at least physically. So what is what is their uh what is their hope? Their hope rests on convincing America that their cause is noble, right? That they're that they're being targeted indiscriminately. You know, men, women, children, that uh, Putin is absolutely nuts. Is it possible that Putin is absolutely nuts and he's gone nuts over the uh, COVID period? Yes, because there are reports of him being a total and complete recluse. And what happens to recluses, right, Pat? They go insane. On the other side of it, is it totally possible that... Things are happening differently than what Zelensky and the Ukrainians are telling us? Yes. 100% yes, it's possible. How do you suss that out? Your snap judgment on Twitter is insane. Your snap judgment on Facebook is insane. And here's the harsh reality, an uh, an uncomfortable truth, if you will. Putin? is bad. He's a bad, bad man, right? It's an oligarchy, right? The oligarchs are bad, bad people by and large. On the other hand, Ukraine is no angel either. Ukraine is one of the most corrupt governments, one of the most corrupt societies in all of the European continent. It is why they were not allowed into NATO proper. It is why the EU wouldn't allow them in. But hey, let's look past all of that corruption as if it, it couldn't possibly play a part here in the propaganda side of things. And thirdly, Pat, are we or are we not an oligarchy here in America? And if we are, do we not? Are we not seeing the world through the eyes of the oligarchs that are controlling things? 
And you must be aware of that in order to sauce out the truth. Is, am I wrong in, in, in seeing this as there is no good side to this? There's no good versus bad. And that's the assumption that we've always made because, and maybe this isn't the case for you, Pat, but I was born in 1981, right? My entire early childhood, it was easy. Communism is evil. It's bad. Russia, bad. USSR, bad. United States, good. And that's it. Yeah, now you can't now you can't really distinguish what's good and what's bad, right? Like like we have no real good position in this fight. Ukraine, you're right, is also corrupt. Putin is also bad. So here, here's my thing: you have you have two countries that are fundamentally bad. Now you could pick. I guess you could technically pick the lesser of two evils, but picking the lesser of two evils is still playing evil. And, right? and who's and, and we've done that how many times? Which which I don't want to do. So he, that that's the thing is like like why why would I get involved in a war where I have to pick the lesser of two evils? I, I you don't do that. You grab popcorn and you watch. You watch who dukes it out. Like why why would I get involved? Because potentially, the, these countries are not good for my national interest in the long run. They aren't. So. Why? Why would I want to get involved? I shouldn't, and I sh and no one should want to. I I feel for. Here's the thing: you can feel for the people of Ukraine, for the innocent people of Ukraine that are being affected by this, and and um, you know, offer ways to help there maybe. But 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 I don't think that we need to go and get involved in the actual war in of itself, because of it's a lesser of two evils option. All right, all that having been said, let's have some fun here on a Friday, and let's start it with the B or not the B. Are you ready for that headline? Uh, first, I suppose I should tell everybody that we are playing the B or not the B. Sorry, I, I, I failed at running the board today, Pat. I can't believe you. I, Host the show, produce the show. What do I not do? It is, is today your first day? No. Okay. Then you have no excuse. None. What's the excuse for you? you? You are in control of everything. <laughs> I, I just, I'm here to look pretty. So. Oh, boy. We are failing on all fronts then. <laughs> all right. So today's headline is. Today's headline. Ways you can protest the Russian invasion. Ways you can protest the Russian invasion. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. And considering we, we don't necessarily have a sponsor for here just yet, uh, Andrew Coppins, do, do you have an answer? Well, we kind of have a sponsor because uh, we have a verbal agreement with our friends at uh, American Pride Roasters. Oh, do we? Yes, we do. That's right. American Pride Roasters is the official coffee of critical thinkers everywhere. That's right. I mean, hey, who doesn't want to hop on board the number one critical thinking podcast in the world? Uh, get actually, on board that train, folks. Get on board that train. I can think of one guy. Hmm. Yeah. 
Okay. Force with that having been said, yeah. and we're going to move on. Uh, with that having been said, um, this one has got to be the Babylon Bee, because I'm guessing you left 10 ways out of that uh, statement. Okay. How did you know it was specifically the number 10? Well, it's either 7 or 10. Have you ever noticed that? With the Babylon they, Bee? They've done some other numbers before. Right, but seven specifically because it's the opposite of the devil. Uh-huh. That's why they use that, by the way, because uh-huh. they're a Christian satirical website. And uh-huh. and 10 because, I mean, it's 10. Mm-hmm. Well, you would be correct. This is the Babylon Bee. We won another $100 of Dominic Izzo's Ponzi scheme. I just said the quiet part out loud. Um, Network marketing money. Getting- yeah. Mm-hmm. His ill begotten, I mean, totally legit gains. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Putin, wicked forces of darkness bear down on the peaceful utopia of Ukraine, you may be asking yourself, what can I do to help? Fortunately, there are things we all can do to express our extreme displeasure with Putin that will surely have a powerful effect somehow. Do you do your part, citizen? Here are ways you can think. Here are 10 things you can do to protest Russia. One, return your Russian mail order bride. You may have said your vows, but she'll definitely understand when you tell her it's important to the war effort. Two, pass over the Russian mob when hiring hitmen. You may have plenty of other options like the notorious Mexican cartel, MS-13, or Hillary Clinton. (laughs) Three, disavow communism. Really? You should have done this a long time ago. Uh, Throw away all of your beef stroganoff hamburger helper. Replace it with all-American cheeseburger macaroni flavor. Take that, Ruskies. Five. Watch a bunch of 80s movies, but fast forward every time a Russian is on the screen. Do not give them the honor of screen time. Six, stop doing that one Russian dance where you squat and kick your out your legs out and, and shout, <laughs> hey, we forget what this dance is called, but stop doing it now. We all know what you're Seven. talking about. Seven, uh, use the term hurrying instead of Russian. Uh, these are these small sacrifices really add up. Eight, buy ten million Adidas tracksuits so there <laughs> won't be any leftovers for Russians to buy. Actually, this might hurt the Ukrainians too, so never mind. <laughs> Nine, sell your vacation home in Moscow, Bernie Sanders only. <laughs> Ten, throw your big red fake reset button in the trash. Hillary Clinton only. Now, I got a question you for do. you. I got a question for you, Pat. Uh, on that Bernie Sanders one, is is it just known as the honeymoon suite? Uh, I, actually, I think that's the name of the uh, of 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 his house there. Yes, the Airbnb is just the uh, the Sanders honeymoon suite. Yes. Mm, okay, just checking. Whatever you do, it's important to remember to always join. Join in whenever everyone's caught up in a mess, shared hatred of an entire people, entire people group. It's your patriotic duty. 
Okay, so speaking of that, Pat, um, uh-huh. before we get into Richard of the Week and uh, and the Friar, because I think Richard of the Week is going to take us about ten seconds. Um, one of the things that bothers me the most about what's going down here is this concept of like punishing private Russian citizens. And more importantly, you're, I'm going to pour the Russian vodka. Do you realize that most of the vodka you think is Russian isn't Russian most of the time? And also, um, what you are really punishing is the American worker. And more importantly, the American distributor. You're not punishing Russia in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And then let's talk about this, this, this concept, right, that we're going to punish private citizens. On the one hand, do I think it's a brilliant strategy to choke Russia off? Yes. Why? Because Russia is not a capitalist economy in or a free market in any way, shape, or form. It is an oligarchy, right? Right. So if you can know the 10, 15, 20 oligarchs that exist in, in Russia, right, and you can choke them off, what are they going to do to Putin, right? Or what kind of pressure are they going to put on Putin? And we're already seeing some of this, right? I think it's the second largest um, oil company in Russia has, has been begging Putin to stop. Because, But that's different. That's a company, right? But what we're watching is suddenly private citizens that, while yes, this is an oligarchy, technically have nothing to do with the situation that Putin has created. Being punished for it. And it goes along with this concept that we saw two weeks ago, right, in Canada. Right? Let's take a look at this. It's this concept that suddenly, if if you're not doing what Western democracy, quote-unquote, wants you to do, if, if you're not playing by government rules, right, if you're not nice to the government, they're going to choke you out financially, right? They're going to, they're going to, find your Bitcoin. They're going to find your um, bank money. They're going to find the, the cash under your mattress, right? Because that's coming, right? Oh, right. you're going to hoard cash? Okay, well, guess what? Warrant list seizure of your money. And we see it here in the United States with civil asset forfeiture to a lesser degree, but equally as important. This concept that that the government, if they don't like something that you might be doing, can just financially freeze you out of society for it is antithetical to liberty. Because if you can't financially participate in society, you literally have no liberty. It is worse than not having a house. It is worse than not having you know, shelter or food. Because without money, you can't buy food. You can't buy a shelter. You can't produce any of those things either. You can't just magically grow a house. More importantly, you can't just magically find seeds and grow your own food. <coughs> what, did cows just drop, drop out from the sky all of a sudden? No. This is, this is something that should be opposed not because of anything to do with what is happening in Russia. Okay, this should be opposed because if it can happen there and happen in Canada, it can happen here. And what happens here when 
real tyranny comes and suddenly your ESG score, your social credit score, we see it in China, right? Isn't good enough. If you're if you're not thinking the right things or doing the things that government wants you to do. Oh, you're you you, you want to buy a gas car? No, no, thank you. No, no, you're not getting a loan. Your uh your score's not high enough, and more importantly, that'll affect your ESG score. So no, thank you. Not gonna do that. The concept that government can just shut off or take private money without due process and due trial is antithetical to liberty. And if you want liberty, yes, the oligarchs can be bad. And yes, they are funding some of the thuggery of Putin. But the oligarchs here have rigged the game so much so that they control our government apparatuses. The Black Rocks, you know, and, and all the conspiracy theories that go down that road, I'm not talking about. But I am talking about their ability to control the housing market in this country. They can just snap up neighborhoods and then do their bidding, right? Oh, you're not going to put solar power? No, I'm not selling it to you, right? Or I'm going to sell it to you at $90,000 over asking price. Bend over a barrel and take it. I'm talking about the ability or the, well, yeah, really the ability of Apple, the ability of the Bill Gates Foundation, the ability of other entities in this country to shape and manipulate government. And what happens to you, the, the, the individual citizen, when that happens, if you don't participate the way that they want you to? This is such a slippery slope to go down. More importantly, it's about setting something up for the future. If you're not paying attention to that, if you're not paying attention to the fact that they did it in Canada, they're doing it in Russia, they've done it in China, and the, the global elite, if you will, the people of the World Economic Forum, the Klaus Schwab's, these are test runs to see if you're going to take it, right? And if you just take to it and, and, and you stay silent and you don't do anything about it, Where's the GOP? Where is the GOP saying, no, civil asset forfeiture shall not happen. You don't get to forfeit, or more importantly, your assets don't get forfeited unless you are adjudicated to have been guilty of crimes that meet that level, right? If you are a drug dealer and, and you're convicted of crimes, the money of your ill-begotten gains, gone right now, right? We can make the argument of, of, of legalizing drugs, but that's a different time and a different place. For me, it's about the, the ability of government and the oligarchs working together to choke you off of society. And if you're not paying attention to what's going on, why do you think the three things have happened, right? You've got China with their social credit score and that experiment. You've got Canada... Literally, across the border, by the way, if you are an American citizen, they're now watching your money. Our government gave that up to the Canadian government. What? Where's the GOP? Where is anybody saying, no, 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 this is a road we are not going down. 
Where are they saying, nope, we're changing civil asset forfeiture. They're saying this shall not pass. Going you, full have on to ask where, you have to ask where the GOP is. Well, most of them are in, in bed with those types of individuals, right? Right. I am well aware of that. But I want people to understand that this is not just black and white, good and bad. There are layers to what's going on. And if you don't pay attention to the layers, you're going to wake up one day and go, how the hell did we end up here? And there's nothing that you're going to be able to do about it. So pay attention. When government is like, hey, I'm going to steal money from other people or I'm going to freeze them out of, out of the society, right? Yes, I get the strategy. It's a brilliant, probably effective strategy for war. But are they going to stop at war? Or are they going to allow them to turn the spigot right back on if Putin plays nice all of a sudden? No. Why? Because the world has allowed them to do this. And they see this world as perfectible, right? I see this world as imperfect and chasing perfection, but we will never ever achieve it because we are not God. And if you don't start from that premise, if you don't understand that you are not God, none of us are God, no government can be God, if you don't start from that premise, you belong near no lever of power. None. If you don't start from the premise that we are humble in the eyes of God, and that chasing the perfection is different than trying to be perfect. It, it, it is not two sides of the same coin. It's polar opposite perspectives on life. And right now we are seeing a society that is attempting to be perfect. That's what an ESG score is. That is what that social credit score is in China. Perfect through the eyes of of man, not through the eyes of God. Now, that notwithstanding, Pat, it is time for us to crown a brand new Richard of the Week. And I'm pretty sure we don't need to belabor the point because there's one person and one person only He's going to be the perpetual Richard of the Week until he does one thing and one thing only. Stop war. And that man is Vladimir Putin. He is our, what, four-time now? Richard of the Week. Four times in a row, I believe. What? What? You might want to turn your mic on there, Pat. Yeah, I might want to turn my mic on. Uh, is, is he four times in a row? I thought he was just twice in a row. Oh yeah, you're right. Trudeau was before that. Yeah, that's right. Trudeau was the mm -hmm. three-time, three-time, three-time champ. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So two-time, two-time Richard of the week, Vladimir Putin. You I, mean I, Vladimir Impaler? No, oh. Vladimir Impaler was actually more sane, apparently, allegedly, and, oh. and even that story, Pat. Right. Um, I I, I tread lightly. On that story, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. Why do That's I tread lightly on that story? Because it's um, 
Well, the CIA has been trying to tell us that story. And do I believe everything the CIA tells us? Hell no. No. More importantly, um, propaganda war be a thing. Right, right. So the only thing I can go off is that it's likely that this man has turned insane because what we have heard him talk about, right? The neo-Nazis of Ukraine and this and that and the insane things that have come out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. It does seem that he has turned a really, really dark corner as of late. And that should be worrisome. But do I know that to be 100% the truth? No. None of us do. And I don't want to know if that's going to be 100% the truth. What I want to know is what is our government trying to tell us they're going to do if they believe it to be true? (laughs) That's what we need to know. That's the conversation that seems to not want to or that our government seems to not want to have with us, right? Like, we had the State of the Union. The the line in the sand was, if you invade Poland, right? If you invade Finland, NATO countries, we will will invade you? Uh, Is that really where we're going here? And I get that our obligation is to our NATO allies, but... uh, Yikes. The, the time for fighting, if you wanted to do that, was um, about a week ago. You mm-hmm. could have cleared the airspace, bombed the holy crap out of the supply lines getting to Kiev and getting to Odessa and uh, Kharkiv, right? You could have bombed them from submission or bombed them right into submission if that's what you wanted to do. But you didn't. And, and I don't disagree that we shouldn't have gotten involved in that manner. But we have allies that could have done that, right? We have the Polish right. army and the Polish air force. We had, we have weapons um, that could have been used by allies in NATO before we got involved personally. We can't care more about uh, that than than they can. You know, that's as far as I'm going to go with that, right? We cannot right. care more about Europe than Europe cares about itself. Okay, right. And, and imagine if, if if all of Europe got involved in this and did something about it, what would happen with the Russia-Ukraine crisis right now? Would Russia even be there? Don't know. I don't know. I mean, Putin's but, nuts, right? Allegedly. Right. So how do you deal with a nut job like that? I, I don't know if you know the answer if or, or if anybody knows that answer. I, I, you know? And that's why I worry about this this uh, this private part of things right this sudden shut off of oh the 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 russians and the belarusians are kicked out of the paralympics right they can't even compete in that and fifa kicking russia do i get the geopolitical side of things absolutely but all of these stupid symbolic things right eurovision oh russia won't compete so you think they care putin cares Mm. And, and punishing individuals that have nothing to do with this makes no sense to me. It would be different if you were punishing, I don't know, the, let's say um, way back in, in actual USSR times where um, the army had an actual soccer team, right? Like the army was the soccer team or the army was the um, the hockey team or you know what I'm saying? Like the professional hockey team or the professional soccer team or whatever, right? Punish that, I get it, 
but don't punish the rest of the people who did nothing to deserve this. And what are you trying to say? Well, unless you take action against Putin yourselves, we're going to punish you? Wait, what? Do I understand people resigning from positions inside Russia? Yes. Do I understand people who are coaches of, of teams leaving? Yes. Especially if they're Polish or German or you know Finnish or whatever, right? Absolutely. That's a moral stand to take, right? Nope, I'm good. See you later. I'll, I'll go coach back in my home, you know, home country. Holy smokes. Now, with that being said, Pat, um, you got some headlines here? Because I think, I think it is time for the fryer. I, I, I do. I am a woman just like every, just like anybody else on the team. Transgender University nope. of Pennsylvania swimmer. No. Nope. Claims to be a woman. Nope. And wants to keep swimming after nope. college. Just because you feel like one doesn't mean you are one. Let's just move on. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Next one. Um, MSNBC, Chris Hayes, gets torched for suspecting the U.S. turned to Iran for help to relieve gas crisis. He's not the only one. Pete Buttigieg did it. I know. The, he, all he's doing is parroting the government line, and shocker, MSNBC is the government line. At least yeah, the Democratic I mean, yeah. government line. Mm-hmm. This uh, this one's interesting to me. Texas GOP congressman drops re-election bid after alleged affair with ISIS bride. Is that bad? What? Wait, what? Texas GOP. Hold on, Congress- hold on. Yeah, I got the headline, but wait. Yeah. How do you get involved with an ISIS bride? How does that happen? How do you meet? I, I'm curious about that. Did you meet on like jihad.com? I, I, did, what the what the what? Pat, you're 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 about to tell me, aren't you? Yeah, so uh, Congressman Van Taylor announced Wednesday that he will be dropping out of the bid for re-election due to the deep pain he cost his wife and daughters after he had an affair sometime last year. Okay. Um, So while Taylor did not name the individual with whom he had an affair, his announcement comes just days after a woman named Tanya Joya, an apparent widow of an American-turned-soldier of the Islamic State, accused the congressman of having an improper relations with her while married, including paying her money to keep it quiet. Uh, that's how. That, that, okay, that, that's, that's just, what the absolute crap, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying that's how it happens. That's like Eric Swalwell bad. <laughs> right <laughs> uh, so yes good on you for resigning you should because you be hmm. not, look people are fallible right people make mistakes people are human and sometimes that happens and it's awful it's terrible because you should you know you should honor 
your covenant, right? But right. sometimes things happen. But with a former ISIS bride, are you nuts? Folks, here's a memo. The people you elect to Congress and the Senate are not the smart set. No. But yeah, that, that, that's pretty bad. It's pretty. Uh, that's that, Swalwell that, sleeping with a Chinese spy level bad. Bad, yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Usa. Um, here's another one for you. This is science. Pelosi says $22.5 billion no. in extra COVID money is absolutely necessary. No, on both fronts. No. No what? It is not science. And no, it is not necessary. And I'm going to move on. Do you have any more headlines? Um, because nope, if you we, don't, you, you, I do. You, you do, okay. <clears throat> LSU football coach Brian Kelly hires Frank Wilson. You might be saying, who the hell is Brian Kelly? What is LSU? And who is Frank Wilson? Well, uh-huh. Frank Wilson used to be a recruiting and um, coach member of the LSU Bayou Bengals, otherwise known as the Tigers, um, football program. Brian Kelly is the current head coach of that program. Frank uh-huh. Wilson also used to be the head coach at UT San Antonio, uh-huh. which, by the way, was one of the best stories of college football this year, um, making uh-huh. it to a bowl game and almost going undefeated. Um that's neither here nor there. Um, but what if I told you, Pat, that um, LSU has had, what, a Title IX sexual uh, harassment assault scandal? What if I told you that, right? That they that they uh, just did an independent investigation of? Sure, I'd, I'd probably believe you. And what if I told you that um, Frank Wilson is alleged in 2013 to have exposed himself to one woman and... Uh, Forcibly kissed another. Um, While being a member of the LSU recruiting staff, by the way. I probably believe you then, too. So this was in 2013? Uh Uh-huh. So during the time of the... uh, The time that LSU's Title IX independent investigation would have been looking into, right? Uh Uh-huh. Then why in the blue hell would LSU have hired him? I I don't understand. I don't understand because why would you want that kind of publicity at this point? Why would you want that kind of attention if well, you're LSU? If you're LSU, you see, um, these alleged incidents, by the way, were reported up the food chain, allegedly. Uh huh. Uh huh. <clears throat> but according to um, Ernie Ballard, the media relations director for the university, quote, we are unaware of any prior allegations against Frank Wilson, and there is no evidence that any such allegations were ever reported to LSU officials. Further, none of these investigations were shared during the highly visible independent Title IX review that LSU initiated last year. Um, Here's the problem, Pat. <clears throat> The two people that had alleged knowledge and were allegedly reported, right? So the reports went to these two individuals, were suspended by LSU last spring after the Title IX sexual harassment investigation for 
not reporting the other sexual assault and harassment allegations up the food chain. So yes, technically you're right. Frank Wilson probably never had any sort of uh, knowledge or there's no documentation of this. Why? Because the individuals who these things were reported to never bothered to do their freaking job. It's not like it doesn't exist. What the absolute hell, you slimeball, Brian Kelly. Wow. It doesn't exist on paper, so therefore it didn't happen. Have you ever true crimed, um, Brian Kelly? <laughs> wow. You wonder why people hate college athletics sometimes. What's next? Art Bryles is your new offensive coordinator? Oh, wait. He couldn't even make it at Grambling State. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts on this week. Uh, don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And congratulations to Iowa for banding um, males to compete in women's sports. Yes, that was a great story this week. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. As always, Matthew 547. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.